Mic check, one, two, one, two. Mic check, one, two, one, two. It takes sick and the podcast. I'm back. Back for another episode. Another week ended. Another week about to begin. Let's go. Sick and Sit a Podcast. I'm so excited to be back. Let's just groove to the music for a minute. Y'all know how I do. Got a pregame. To the podcast, let's go. How y'all feeling? Another episode, another week. Let's get started. Let me adjust these levels. Let me start that music back up again because I was feeling mighty good with it playing. Let's go. Sick and sit a podcast. If y'all can see me right now, the way I'm dancing, I just want to throw the microphone down right quick. I just want to throw the microphone down real quick. Throw the headphones off and start doing my Omarion, Usher, Chris Brown dances. Let's go. Wherever you listening right now, in your car, in your house, feel the music. Come on. It 
this is tasting instead of podcast. It's a taste to consider podcast. Yes, we are back. Ain't y'all in a good mood right now after that music? It just make you feel good. Music is always a good remedy for things. Man, I swear. Because I was going to start the show off to a different song. But when I was pre-gaming, uh, this song came on. This song is by uh, S.G. Lewis featuring Lucky Day. Um I'm on Spotify right now, and I was just going through. I was in the uh, R&B mood, so I just uh, shuffled Lucky Day's music, and this was one of the songs that popped up. So it was a, had a good groove to it and stuff. So I was like, "Dang, you know, had the the show just switch the show the beginning of the show switched up with this song." Let me take a puff. Let me start off with my cigar. I'm smoking a punch cigar. Um, I got one more cigar left in that punch pack that I bought that I uh, told y'all about a few episodes ago. Um, it was a pack of punch cigars, just a selection of to get a sample of their different cigars. Um, it was like $20 for like, I think it's like six cigars in that pack. And... Um, it was my first time seeing that they actually had packs of different uh, brands of cigars where you can sample them. And uh, I saw this in uh, Total Wine. So I, I ended up picking up the punch pack. So uh, I got one more left, so I'll have to go and get another pack of a different brand of cigars just to try out a good. This um this one, like I said, it's a punch cigar. It's a Classico. Um it's it's a basic cigar. I forgot the, what they call the the this size of cigar, but it's pretty much the uh, the basic size of this cigar. It's good. It's not strong at all. Got a good pull to it. Not strong at all. Got a good flavor to it. And what I'm drinking is, I picked this up today. This is new. I said I was going to pick up something new uh, from the liquor store. I was in there for a while just looking at the different brands. Uh, this one right here that I'm drinking is a Woodenville, Wooden, W-O-O-D-I-N-V-I-L-L-E, Woodenville Straight Bourbon Whiskey, 90 proof, 40% alcohol volume. Um, I bought the fifth. Uh, was, this one was, I think this was was like $35. Um, it's good. It goes good with the whiskey. It doesn't have a strong uh, flavor to it, a strong aftertaste. Let me take another sip. Yeah, it's smooth. I like it. Um, this was one I, that I'll add to the list because it's definitely smooth. Don't have a, a strong aftertaste to anything. So... Uh, this one is Woodenville. I saw a, a a whiskey in there. It was a it was a fifth. The bottle was a fifth. Uh, seven fifty milliliters. That don't cost eighty five dollars. I forgot the name of it, but I was like, damn, a fifth for a bottle of whiskey costs eighty five dollars. That must be some good ass whiskey. It better be some good ass whiskey for eighty five dollars for a fifth. But um. 
Yeah, we back. Taste to consider. Let me start the show. Let me just get right into it because I'm trying, I'm, I'm recording early. I'm recording earlier than I normally do. I started pre-gaming around 5 o'clock. Uh, what time is it right now? It's 6.39. So I'm trying to hurry up and finish recording before the Canelo and Saunders fight comes on tonight. Um, the main the main card starts at eight o'clock with a, the main the main set of fights. They already uh, some of the fights have already started. I think around like five o'clock. Um, and what's crazy is I forgot all about that the SWV and the Escape uh, versus comes on tonight at the exact same time, eight o'clock. And I really wanted to watch that, but. I guess I won't be watching that now because the fight is coming on. So the fight will uh, prevail over the verses. So um, I, I would try to sneak sneak it out and see, you know, if I can get some get some shots in. But you know, it'll be all over the internet, so I'll be able to see it even if I don't decide to take a glance at it while the fight is on. Um, what else? Uh, let me see. Let me just start the show so I can get into everything because I want to go get some fried fish before this fight comes on. <laughs> and they close at 9 o'clock. Uh, let me get into the show. It's a taste to consider podcast. I'm your host, Derek Silver. That's silver, not silver. I am the taste of a taste to consider podcast. Yes, let's get into this episode. This episode is titled Trigger Warning. <laughs> Trigger Warning. I won't be talking about any blackity black tonight. Um, yeah, I will be talking about relationships, love, dating, marriage, all that, that goody good stuff, you know, all the things that people seem to just love over everything else. But um this is the episode uh if you listen to last if you listen to the last episode, I told you that I had an episode planned for last week. This is the episode. I got a chance to go through it some more. But actually this episode is going to be two parts. Two parts because this is I had a, like a lot of stuff lined up for this particular episode that wasn't just going to fit into all this episode. I try to keep the times as as good as I can for people to actually listen to it. You got a whole week to listen to one episode, so I try to keep it to an hour and 30 minutes at the most. I know sometimes I go over that, I get hour, 40 minutes, two hours, but look, hey, I'm congratulating myself because I'm holding the whole podcast down by myself and able to give you hour and 30 minutes of content, hour 40 minutes of content, two hours of content all by myself, you know? So last episode, I told you that I would be writing a blog post uh, in reference to my new business, my new venture, my new baby, my new website, a taste to consider.com. Um, I did write that blog post. I wrote it yesterday, just in time for the show. <laughs> uh, the title of the blog is I Am an, an Entrepreneur. 
and it's on Greatest I Am Block. Lord, Greatest I Am Blog. Dot com greatestiamblog.com that's instagram greatest.i.am.blog once again i am an entrepreneur is on greatestiamblog.com and pretty much i just you know talked about uh me starting my new business and my thoughts around it uh past thoughts around starting the business and just the the struggles or the challenges that I, I've gone through uh, in the past uh, with depression and the struggles that I've gone through with anxiety still to this day, um, general anxiety, social anxiety, with, you know, uh, starting the business and just completing any type of task or goal. Um, check it out. Uh, I've gotten... I've gotten good response uh, about the blog. Uh, people have been hitting me up telling me how uh, good it was, uh, how uh, transparent it was, and I appreciate that. Shout out to everybody who have hit me up about the blog, and shout out to the orders that I've received uh, from my website, the t-shirts that were purchased. Right now I have Therapy and Heal t-shirts men and women's shirts on my website i'm starting out with that i have some stuff coming next month this month i'm keeping it just to these particular shirts for mental health awareness month and as i said a portion of the proceeds will be donated to a black mental health organization so Let me go through this outline and mark this stuff out so I don't repeat myself. Oh, man. It's been some crazy weather in the DMV. I mean, it went from hot, cold, windy, raining, raining while the sun is out. It's just a weird day today with the weather. But I'm still shadow banned on Instagram. Um, yeah, still shadow banned. On Instagram, on my main page where I do, where I have the most followers and I do the most promoting of my um, ventures or my projects, greatestiamblog.com, uh, this podcast, the Taste to Consider podcast, as well as the new baby, the new project, the new venture, uh, taste to consider.com. Yeah, like I said, I'm still Shadow Man. Um, as I said, I used to promote a lot of stuff where I promote a lot of stuff through my personal page and I would do it through my stories. And I only have like, a, I think I'm pretty much at a thousand followers and I would get hundreds of people uh, looking at my stories. So I would put most of my, um, you know, promotions and stuff in my stories. You know, I would still post stuff on my personal page, but you know, people don't like to like stuff for some reason, um, but they still see it. But, you know, so I'll put majority of stuff in my, my stories, you know, but I've been shadow banned, I guess, because of all the blackity black and the uh, vaccine talk that I I was doing over the past couple of episodes. Uh, I get, little old me got shadow banned. <laughs> but, um... 
let me go into some mental health stuff uh, before I get into some of the main topics. And let me see, uh, I have a couple of um, mental health resources to point out. Let me pull that up. Uh, like I said, May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And it's always a big stigma around mental mental uh, health, a uh, big stigma around mental illness, talking about it, getting help for it, all of that, particularly in the black community. And that's the reason why I'm a big advocate for mental health uh, and, you know, uh, talking about mental illnesses, not only because I have suffered in the past from depression and still deal with anxiety to a degree to this day, but because I want to see my people strive. You know, uh, I certainly believe that all of the black community, particularly black Americans, um, deal with a form of mental illness, whether it's PTSD, depression, anxiety. You know, it's, it's plenty of forms of mental illness out there. But those are the main ones that I particularly speak on because of those are the ones that I have experience with. A lot of things that I talk about when it comes to mental illness are only things that I have experienced. I'm not a licensed professional, um, even though people try to get me to go back to school to become one. I, I don't want to do it because I don't want to write papers. Um, but, you know, you never know. I'm still uh fairly young you never know what happens you know it, it has been a thought of mine but at this time now nah, I, I i feel as though that becoming a licensed professional may put me in a box and like i said i don't want to write the papers uh i like from the time i remember people always tell me what they thought i should be people told me i should be a pastor uh my granddad was a pastor. My great-granddad was a pastor. My brother is a pastor. So, you know, it's, people will always tell me, you should be a pastor. You should be a pastor. You got the gift. You got the gift and all that other stuff. You got the call. <laughs> you know, you <laughs> but no, nah, I just never wanted to be put in a box. And that, you know, to a degree that may have something to do with, you know, my, my upbringing and the things that I've gone through that contributed to my depression and anxiety and stuff for me to fight that. But at the same time, I really don't want to be put in the box. And I feel as though, you know, becoming a licensed professional may put me in the box as well. But these days, I don't, you know, I'm, I feel as though, you know, the way pastors be these days and a lot of, you know, therapists, social workers and stuff the, with the social media age, you don't necessarily have to be in the box, but still, I ain't trying to write them damn papers. And I heard it's a lot of writing. Um, shoot, I'm you know I'm I'm going I'm going back and forth with writing my book, you know. And you try to ask me to write some papers, <laughs> and then you know to to go and actually enroll in school and pile up more uh, student loans. Uh, it ain't the time <laughs> right now. <laughs> But, yeah, May is Mental Health Awareness Month. You know, mental health uh, is one of the most stigmatized health issues that people face. Um, so these are some uh, just some general mental health resources. I got this from a uh, page that I follow on Instagram called Mental Health Wellness. Uh, crisis text hotline 
You can text HOME to 741-741. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-62. Sorry, 1-800-273-8255. The NAMI helpline is 1-800-950-NAMI. Postpartum Support International is 1-800-944-4773. The National Hope Line Network is 1-800-442-4673. Veterans Crisis Line is 1-800-273-8255. Disaster Distress Help Line is 1-800-985-5990. Mental Health America Text MHA to 741741. Uh, some more black mental health resources Beam, Beam.community, uh, Black Mental Wellness, Black Mental Health, Black Mental Wellness.com, the Black Mental Health Alliance, Black Mental Health.com, Black Men Hill, Blackmenhill.org. And that's one of the organizations that I think is at the top of the list that I will be um, donating donating uh, proceeds from the sale of the Therapy and Hill T-shirts to. I've donated donated to them before on uh, on my own. Um, Melanin and Mental Health dot com, uh, Therapy for Black Girls dot com. The Association of Black Psychologists is AB. PSI.org. Um, Boris Henson Foundation, Boris Henson Foundation.org, which is an um, organization that was started by Taraji P. Henson. Um, BlackFemaleTherapist.com, um, OurSelvesBlack.com, uh, The TheLoveLandFoundation.org, InclusiveTherapist.com. Um, yeah, so, you know, rewind back to those, rewind back to me speaking about these resources, write them down, whatever you need to do. If someone needs help in your family, friends, or whatever, you know, that is right there for you. A lot of um, resources out there for you to find. And as I said, um, you know, option is always to go to therapy through your insurance if you're if you don't have insurance um, or if your deductible is high, you can always check with your job. Uh, the EAP programs, they usually offer therapy for free. You can just contact your human resources department, and it's confidential. So, you know, um, there's resources out there for you. You can, like, you can, like plenty of people say, you can go to church and go to therapy. It's okay. Um, but, yeah. Once again, Mental Health Awareness Month, May is. Um, let me see. Uh, some Something that I ran across that has to do with mental health as well, let me see, is uh saw this on Baller Alert on Instagram. CVS has added mental health services to its minute clinics. It says CVS uh, has added mental health services to its minute clinics. CVS will now offer mental health services at select locations across the United States. 
The company rolled out the initiative at five minute clinics inside CVS Health Hub store locations in Houston, Texas. This was in response to a mental health decline among Houstonians. As of late February 2021, roughly three in 10 Houston adults reported feeling anxious or on edge for more than half the days in an average week. Uh, Following its debut in Houston, CVS added mental health services in New Jersey, Florida, Pennsylvania, and other Texas cities. On-site licensed therapists will provide patients with mental health assessments, referrals, counseling, and personalized care plans. Virtual appointments are also an option. So um, this is just a post on Baller Alert on Instagram. So you can go look this up on Google and see if it's, uh should be some more information on it as well. One second, I got a cough. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, so, yes, yeah, it's, it's definitely, um, definitely a need for a lot of uh, mental health resources while we're dealing with the pandemic still and COVID and even in the black community dealing with, uh, excuse me, burp number one, police brutality police killings so um yeah don't be afraid don't be afraid to seek out some sort of help um if you don't feel comfortable or you can't go to therapy you know seek out a um an elder a mentor um just somebody to speak to just you know just don't hold it in um I'm a big proponent of therapy I've been going to therapy for um probably about 4 or 5 years I guess um probably longer than that um so yeah it's very therapy is very helpful um it can be therapy can be stressful but in the end it will be helpful <laughs> Um, yeah, you got to pull those things out. You can't hold on to them like that. Um, so let's get into the episode. And as I stated, this episode <laughs> um, is going to be about it's going to be about relationships and stuff. You know, um, recently. um came across I listened to the Joe Budden podcast um and one of the episodes he had Kevin Samuels on I talked about Kevin Samuels before and um if you don't know who Kevin Samuels is just look him up you can look him up on Google on YouTube and he has many clips on social media and I never really sat down and looked at Kevin Samuels uh one of his his shows you know, I would glance at clips or whatever, but I would never really like listen to the clips or anything because I never, I never felt the need to get caught up into dudes telling, you know, uh, women what to do and stuff because you know I always looked at it like it was a Steve Harvey, as I always say, the Steve Harvey effect. And I had that whole episode about Dirk Jackson. I just looked at him, that he was probably another Steve Harvey, Steve Harvey or Dirk Jackson and stuff, but. Come to find out, he's not. <laughs> Dirk, I mean, uh, Kevin Samuels. And by the way, I heard Dirk Jackson is trying to creep back up into the um, 
into the space, into the women's space, into the counseling space, the the um, giving advice space. That's what I heard, you know. Um, but yeah. But Kevin Samuels, he's a different, he's a different type of person. He's a different type of uh beast. <laughs> I saw um a meme that said, Yeah, when you arguing with your lady and <laughs> um damn, where that Jonah? Let me see if I can find it. I don't know if I fully deleted it or not. Let me see. Um damn. Cause that joint was funny. Where the hell that joint at? Okay, I know exactly where that joint is at. Um, <sighs> this joint say when ladies win all arguments with men, they gotta face the final balls, the final balls. And then it's a picture of Kevin Samuels. <laughs> oh man, but Kevin Samuels, yeah, he's not pandering to women. He's not pandering to women. And feeding off of women's insecurities, um, their emotional uh, traumas and stuff like that, to feed his pockets, to feed his ego and stuff. Because there's actually there's actually a new dude that's out. And what's interesting about this dude is, uh, women are black women are falling over him already. But I already see what his game is. He's paying the, he's doing the Dirk Jackson game, but <laughs> unbeknownst to women because, you know, um this they're so caught up into what he's saying that aligns with their with their trauma and their uh the things that they want in relationships and stuff like that. This man is selling merchandise and stuff. <laughs> he calls himself a therapist. He ain't and he's definitely not. I don't. He, he says he's a therapist, a woman's right, a, women's right activist, life coach, a broken, a broken man's worst nightmare. <laughs> His name is Poppy Don, and he's on um, Instagram. And I came across this page because I saw a couple of women posting uh, his stuff. And I went to his page, and I saw more stuff about him trying to sell merchandise than him giving advice. And the stuff he's saying is the same shit that Dirk Jackson was saying, same shit that Steve Harvey was saying, same shit that your 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 father probably said to you or your brother or your play brother or your play cousin probably said to you. But they just making money off of it. <laughs> but like I said, uh, Kevin Samuels is a different beast. And I listened to the interview that he did on Joe Budden podcast. I listened to it a couple of times. And I'm only going to uh, play certain clips that um, that basically play into what this, um, this episode is about. And I'm saying that to say I don't agree with everything that Kevin Samuel says or Kevin Samuel does. I'm pointing these certain things out because of these are things that I've already been saying on my podcast as well as the the UNU podcast. So that's why this episode is called Trigger Warning. Because if you get triggered by this, and this is from personal experience, and everybody should know this as well. If you get triggered by something, that's because it is it it's valid. It's true. 
it holds weight in your life. It holds weight with your some type of emotion or thought pattern that you have. So this is not about getting women riled up, black women riled up, because you know I love y'all. I love y'all dearly. But I love the black man as well. I love both of us the same way, and I want us to come together. And y'all know I talk about the Willie Lynch syndrome so much. And all this stuff I attribute to the Willie Lynch syndrome, this infighting that we have between us black men and black women. So if you get triggered by anything that I say, because I don't care about what nobody else say on these clips that I play, I'm just talking about what I say. <laughs> if you get triggered by anything I say, <laughs> I don't care. That's how I'm feeling right now. I don't care because, like I said, when you get triggered, that's because it holds weight. It's valid. It's true to some degree. So I don't want to hear none of y'all because people be hitting me in my DMs. People be getting triggered by the stuff that, I, that I've said about Barack, stuff that I said about Kamala, Joe Biden. Y'all apologize for these people and, and some relationship stuff that I've talked about in the past. Don't come in my DM. Well, no, come in my DM. I don't care. But one thing I will not do with you is debate with you. I'll listen to what you got to say because you might change my perspective on something because I'm always open to a different perspective on things and learning something new because I'm not sitting here trying to say that my word is golden and the things that I say reign supreme because we all have different truths and our truths are based on our lives, our perceptions of things, how we were raised our thought patterns, the narratives that were built in our minds as children, all that. So I understand there are different truths. But, you know, it is what it is. So let me see how I'm going to begin this. Um, let me see. Uh, let me start out with uh, this clip right here. Let me see. <sighs> let me start out with this clip right here. And it'll just segue into the whole interview this right here is uh, um i found this on the jasmine brand a few weeks ago on instagram and it's kevin samuels and he's talking about sweetie if you don't know who sweetie is she used to date quavo from the migos and this is what he said Ish, I want to hear what he has to say <laughs> okay. about calling sweetie a six <laughs> an adjustable six meaning she can go from cute to pretty but see, when I judge women, I don't judge them. I judge women by the same metric. Um, this is where people get into the old image consulting thing. I look at you, fresh face, no makeup, your natural state. And if you have ever seen her pictures, fresh face, natural state, she's a cute woman who can be pretty. But I don't think she's ever going to be considered to be beautiful or gorgeous. That does not mean she's bad. But there has to be a. But what if she's already considered beautiful and gorgeous? But he's saying strip away all of the accessories and you get what you get. See, if you this is why when I use when I talk about a scale, there's first off there are people who hate the whole notion. There's a scale or there's a Eurocentric standard of beauty. I'm like, look, Pam Greer, go back to the '70s. Pam Greer is an eight. Yes, Jackie but, Kennedy. But she looks good. But, but the thing is. Back then, you would have seen someone like Diane Carroll. She's up in that nine category. Dorothy Dandridge would have been up around that 10 area. There's always going to be levels to this. 
But what women today are saying is they're all tens. And, and they don't believe women. that. They don't listen, believe that but this themselves. Is listen, man. It's PC. If I have a, if I, because everybody got a platform today, and if on my platform I'm a woman and I got 30 million people that if I say that wall is blue, they're going to say the wall is blue with me, then what the fuck do it matter what else is happening in the real world, right? Because that's all these kids are doing on the internet. No, that's not true, though, because then you get into a realism situation versus an idealistic situation. So idealistically, you can say every woman is a 10, every woman is beautiful. But do you really go that's home and believe that? Because, no, blah, because blah, blah, if blah, you blah, believe blah. that, you wouldn't be buying a shitload of makeup every fucking day. You wouldn't be take an hour to get dressed before you leave the house making up your face if you thought you were a 10 already. Well, and, and, that goes to my, and that's the point I'm going to make, because people say, well, you can't say this, that... If, if that's the case, then walk out of the house. Exactly. You if you think in your heart of hearts yeah. that you're a 10, I like why the women that wear makeup and dress fly. <laughs> yeah, that was the clip. So, let me start out with Saweetie. Before I even knew who Saweetie was, I heard people always talking about how gorgeous she was and stuff. And particularly, it was mostly uh, women that were saying this. And... Um, when I finally uh, figured out who Saweetie was when I first saw her, I saw her on an episode of Grownish, and she's not ugly. She's not ugly. I wouldn't rate her a six, but I don't believe she is as gorgeous as everybody was trying to portray her before I saw her. I don't agree with Kevin Samuel saying she's a six. I never seen her. I don't believe I've seen her without makeup. Um, these these days, it's hard to really tell. Um, well, I ain't gonna say that. It's not hard to tell when certain women don't have makeup on because their faces be looking like they dead. But um, <laughs> sweetie, she's she's fine. She's not ugly. I don't rate her a six or anything. But I don't believe that she's as gorgeous as everybody was saying she was. And the reason I believe that was because of, as was stated in that clip, when I seen the times that I've seen her, she's always been made up. Like her face, like makeup and all that other stuff. I'm particularly a, a guy that I don't, I don't have, I've never had a type. I've always liked just what I've liked. And it was never really all based off of looks per se. Now let's preface this. I'm gonna say what I what I rate myself. What I rate myself. I rate myself since we want to go by these standards. I rate myself between an eight and nine. You know, I've had people say that my looks have have been a 10. Some, I've, I've talked about this before in the podcast. Our people said I've, I'm too good looking. <laughs> I've had people tell me they wouldn't date me because I'm, I'm good looking. Because of, they feel as though that I would, I would be a cheater or they would be afraid of the women coming after me, which we'll come back to later. But as was stated in that clip, these days, a lot of women do really feel that they're all of them they feel that they are all tens and this is mainly women that are a little younger 
than what I am. I'm 39 years old, so I would say in their early 30s, in their 20s and stuff. With these lace fronts, the makeup, the bubbles, the bodies, and all that other stuff, everybody sees themselves as 10. It's a competition, and I think that's why a lot of women, excuse me, rate themselves that way. They're seeing themselves as 10, 10, 10. And it speaks to like a deeper issue that we'll get into later with some of the clips with Kevin Samuel. But I've heard recently like a lot of people uh, go back on Kevin Samuels and say how, particularly black people, and saying how, you know, he's he's uh, degrading black women and um, he's following this Eurocentric ideal of what looks good and, st and stuff like that. We all know beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Really, it, it really is. I mean, as cliche as that, as that saying is, that is really true. It's a lot of women that would think that I look good, and there's a lot of women that wouldn't think, that wouldn't be attracted to me. And I know that, and I understand that. And it goes hand in hand. So it really is in the eye of the beholder. But these days, as was said in that clip, it seems like women have gone above and beyond to make themselves seem this way as a 10. But then they complain about when they get judged a different way. They judging themselves off the Eurocentric ideal, but getting mad when they get judged off that same standard. But, but the judgment from somebody else is lower than what they believe for themselves. As I've stated already, I don't agree with everything Kevin Samuel says. He's, he's a definitely a very educated, well-read man. And I could tell that just based off of listening to the interview with Joe Button. And we'll get into some of that. But that doesn't mean that he's always right about everything. The harshness, when I have looked at certain clips of his, the harshness, the way he talks to some of these women and stuff, it, it do be wild. I ain't going to lie. Um, it's not necessarily something that I would do other than being provoked in, a, in certain manners, <laughs> in certain situations. But it's not something that I would do or something that I, I have done because I just don't think it's that serious. But um, he do be going on some of these women. Um, but I don't, I'm not really judging him based off of that because that might just be his personality. Because we, we know there's plenty of dudes out here that straight up call, call women bitches whether they know them or not. Some dudes call their, their woman a bitch to their face and the woman is fine with it so it's like it's, it seems like it's always this double standard of what a woman wants to tolerate from a man depending on who the man is and that doesn't seem fair not even not even fair it doesn't seem doesn't seem logical 
I'm trying to find the right word for this because it just seems like women pick and choose, certain women picking, and I'm, let, me, let me preface this first. When I say women, I'm not meaning all women, but I'm not going to sit here every time when I say women and say some women. I just don't feel like it. So I'm going to just say women, and I'm prefacing this by saying when I say women, I'm not meaning all of you, but that goes back to the name of the episode, Trigger Warning. So if you're triggered by this, that means it might hold some weight. And you're projecting. So let me just go on to the uh, the next clip. I'm going to pull this from the actual podcast episode. So let me pull up the episode. Um, where is it? would have to get it out of not just that they're not as all right sorry about that let me uh rewind back to the start of what i want you to hear let me see is um is that 1207 1207 all right 1207. I'm using my thumb, which I probably shouldn't be because I can't get the rewind correct. Um, let me see. Uh, all right. Damn. All right. I'm going to start here. So, here we go. They've always wanted cooperation, but that's what one sign. Now, the things that a lot of men are wanting are the same thing they've always wanted cooperation, but that's what men across the board are seeming to get in in, in diminished quantities. And what we do here is we hear it all from one side, from color purple to exhaling to everything else. We hear what women want. Great. Well, I have one question to the women. What do the kind of men you want want from a woman? And that's when you get cricket ass quiet. You can't man. ask that shit, no. man. Well, well, <laughs> you, man. Could you? Well, the problem, the problem, the problem, could you give the man some credit the, the for grass eating lions? Yeah. Give him some Listen, credit for man. grass eating lions. Listen, man. The problem is you used to could not ask because before, I mean, I, you know, you guys are used to all this. You artists, musicians, and everything else. I come from the corporate side. But one thing I do know, 52 years old, that if you needed to, if you wanted to get out and speak to the public, you had to go through some sort of FCC regulated something. Mm-hmm. ABC, NBC, CBS, PBS, if there was anything. Um, and then outside of New York City, you know. OK, bypass all that. So he said he started off saying what men want. And he said men want cooperation. And this is very true. This is very true. And I think what gets lost in all of this is always that women believe that men want control. We don't want control. We just want cooperation. We want peace. This is stuff that I've been saying forever. This is stuff I've been saying on this podcast. I said on you on you podcast. We've said on you on you podcast. We just want peace and cooperation. It's not about control. Or nothing, and it seems like that's always the narrative that men want control over women, and that's just not the case. We just want cooperation. Just want cooperation. So let me go back in and play some more. AM FM radio. The media was controlled. 
And the media's job is to sell advertising, which I sold. And if you're going to have programs on during the daytime, you better sell advertising to the people who you got to give them the program they want. Yeah. Even Gillette is Gillette. Razors. It's sitting around telling them men how to be new kind of men. Mm-hmm. Now you got a men's product, luxury men, on how to be better men. I'm like, what are French? What? what where? Where the? Where are the women's products telling women how about just be nice? Softer side of Sears. And this is what I, I I've mentioned this plenty of times before. How a lot of things out here are marketed to women, and it plays off of y'all emotions traumas and all that other stuff so there's always this narrative out there that there's no problem with women there's always problem with men we just can't we can't win we can't win there's this narrative being pushed out here for us to be against each other always systematically through government programs through advertising through the media, all of that. There's a narrative that is being pushed. It's being pushed for control, to emasculate men, and to line their pockets with money through women, black women. Just be nice. I mean, so what we haven't done is we, the, 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 and when he said being nice, that that's true because a lot of <laughs> a lot of guys just just feel as though we we can't even be we can't have in, we can't be pleasant with with women. We can't because women always feel there's a motive behind it, and not to say that there aren't guys out here that do that. And uh, of course, we all know we all know there are always. Bad apples. There's always a bad apple. But there's, you know, bad apples on both sides. So what I find interesting is I see a lot of social media influencers, quote-unquote influencers, that have a narrative of uh, positive toxicity. And... They preach this women empowerment stuff, but they're playing off of your emotions and your trauma. They're playing off of negativity because that's the negativity that they have inside of them. That's the negativity that they experience. So they're up in their followers, pushing their brain, making their money off of the same thing. They're empowering you off of being toxic. Everybody won't see this. It's, it's the same thing as with the Kamala, with the vaccine stuff, all of that. Everybody wakes up at different times if they ever wake up. Marketplace does what it does. If 73 cents out of every dollar is spent in this country, is spent by women, you better give a marketing message to the people who spend the money. That makes sense. Problem is we get an unbalanced um, view of things, and the net net of it is the modern dating environment is not working. It's falling apart. 
And people are not getting together here, other places. The hookup economy, all these things are existing. And here's the thing. Women are unhappy with the outcomes. Women are vocal about their out. Women have no problem being vocal about the things they don't like. Men have learned not to say anything. You fucking right, we did. You can't say anything. Yeah, we did. Yeah. (laughs) And he's not lying. We don't. We don't say how we feel. We've already been programmed initially to not speak our emotions, know what our emotions are, all our feelings. We don't know the we don't know the difference between our emotions and our thoughts. Men, I'm speaking of. So it's pushed further to emasculate us even more to not be open and honest about our feelings and emotions with our women because of the narrative of us being soft, weak, or the narrative of it doesn't matter that in a relationship, the woman reigns supreme. You got these, these, you got that new term out, situationships and all that other stuff. It's always these new terms that's coming out. Fuck that. It's a relationship. Fuck them new terms. It's a relationship, period. Because you're relating to a person. You're relating to them whether you're projecting your shit on them or it's coming off of the other person or not. It's a relationship. (coughs) Stop these damn new terms. A situationship is a relationship, period. I mean, if we're going to go there, let me start a new one. Attentionship. I'm going to start a new one. Attentionship. Attentionship for all the women who just want to have a relationship to post and brag about on social media to their friends. Relation be fucked up as hell. Nigga be cheating on her. Y'all be arguing all day long. Don't get along and all that other shit. But as long as you get the post that you got a man that you, some nigga taking you out to eat or buying you a gift or something, it's cool. Everything comes down to relationships. And you have to allow your man to be open and honest with you. There ain't no safe place for no for no black man. It's not. In the relationship, hell no. No, we did. I know, I agree. Some of me has to believe that you have to subscribe to some of the myths of the woman that you want to sleep with. Bam. And this comes down to the Dirk Jacksons of the world, the Steve Harveys of the world writing the books and posting the the videos and the stories and stuff like that, you have to subscribe to what women think in order to get ahead with them. You are being played. This is the reverse, reverse role, not even role, this is the reverse playbook of what an actual pimp would do. A real pimp ain't going to pander to you He's controlling the situation. These simp dudes, as they call them, simp dudes, Dirk Jackson and stuff, 
they're just agreeing with you to get what they want. And y'all feed off of that. They're playing you. That ain't that ain't no real man. That's not. That ain't no alpha. Definitely not. A true alpha male is not about controlling. He just wants cooperation and peace in order for him to lead, to provide for you. And we ain't talking about no Birkin bags and no weaves and eyelashes and shit like that. Mm. Well, I will say this. Men have learned that if I say too, too much truth, I will be canceled. I'll lose money. I'll Indeed. lose deals. I'll Absolutely. lose this. Especially canceled. I'll probably get canceled after this episode. Shit. <laughs> I'm already shadow banned on Instagram. <laughs> Some of y'all might stop listening to me after this episode. Trigger warning. Yes. So it becomes, so it become. who buys the concert tickets and the shirts and everything else? So men mm. in a business interest, we're practical. We're cost benefit calculators. What's the benefit to what I'm going to say versus the cost? Now, what's happened is, mm -hmm. I hate the term social media. Social media has happened. Um, so it has democratized um, the access to the airwaves. Yeah, because it's really not social media. As he said, it's democratized. It's just a popularity contest. It's about who can jump out ahead the most to pander off of some fake shit. You, you definitely have some true, authentic people on social media that have big followings and stuff like that. But the rest of it is just is pandering. It's, it's fake. It's a facade. Everybody is trying to look good. Smartphone and high-speed internet access has taken away the has has leveraged the power that the uh, TV stations, the cable stations, and the radio stations used to have. You needed to go to them to build an audience. Indeed. Now you can build your own audience. And, and that's what a lot of these these people are doing. Derek Jackson. I mean, he built he built a, a whole brand and empire off of that. Steve Harvey sold his book off of this stuff. And Steve Harvey ain't as bad as um, Dirk Jackson. I mean, Steve Harvey just, you know, wrote his book. I mean, it, it was good business. I mean, honestly, shit, what Dirk Jackson was was good business. But, I mean, shit, the shit was false on Dirk Jackson's side. And Steve Harvey, what he wrote in that book is stuff that y'all already knew. Y'all already knew this. Y'all have been told this before. But... I understand everybody, you know, um, everybody has moments where they seek out validation from other people and stuff. I understand. I definitely understand that because I've done it. I still do it to this day. You know, I'm, I'm still a human. We all are still humans. You, we all have our weak moments where we need the validation from other people. I understand that. You think about Kevin Samuels and I always hear people talk about, so why are these women keep going on that show and all that other stuff, and they be knowing how you be talking about them, talking to them and stuff. Because they're seeking some sort of validation, no matter what. They're seeking some sort of validation from a man. They're, they're in a position where they feel so lost or so desperate to work things out 
and find a man for them. That they're seeking him out. There wouldn't be no Kevin Samuels if it wasn't for the validation that these women are seeking from a man, from a relationship, realizing that they have been doing certain things wrong. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to say it wrong. <laughs> but uh, let me let me forward ahead. It was something else that he said that I thought was uh, pretty good to speak on. Let me see. Uh, 1805 Mark, 1805 Mark, 1805. All right, this is the closest I'm going to get, and I'm going to let it come up. Us. And that's where we kind of are right mm. now. What most of my critics never say is what I'm saying is wrong. They just don't like the tone. The delivery. The delivery. Uh, or the harshness. Who, or, or it's not or, what they want to hear. Or, 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 or let's be honest, who the hell do you think you ought to even say something like Indeed. that? Well, to that you say what? Because let me tell you, sir, if I was calling somebody, hey, ma, you built like Emmett Smith. It would. I would. It, I would have a long, a long week. I would have a long week. You would. I, okay. Yeah, because you, you can't say that. Why? But let me <laughs> ask you this: though. No, 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 no. Conversely, conversely, when he's asking a woman that only wants a certain type of man, what is your entitlement? Your personal entitlement. Why do you feel that you can get this? If it was a woman saying she wanted a certain type, uh, I mean, if it was a man saying he wanted a certain type of woman, women will all come to the in masses and droves saying, "You don't qualify for her." Well, why can't he say that. it? And that's and that's the, the the doctor that he just referenced saying. Yeah. Yeah. So, a lot of times, a lot. You see women having, as was stated, an entitlement on what type of man that they should have. You see a lot of a lot of women these days make a, make more money than men, and you'll see situations where the women feel as though that that man is beneath them because he's ba he's maybe making fifty sixty thousand dollars a year. They making about between 80 and 100K or whatever. That man holding it down, got his own place, got a car and all that other stuff. Nothing's, he's not living at home with his mom or nothing like that. He's just not making the same type of salary as the woman, you know. But it doesn't look good in according to social media standards or to a friend standard or something like that. So they will just bypass that, man. We've seen it plenty of times. Shit, you've seen it in Tyler Perry movies. <laughs> I mean, this, uh, the... What was that? Three little girls or whatever with Idris Elba in it. We've seen this narrative before. <clears throat> that women will have an entitlement to to just discount or the de degrade or emasculate a man because he's not making the same type of money that she's making, or he doesn't have the same degree that she has, and stuff like that. Story. Well, example. I have had women hit me up in my DMs before, you know, talk about, you know, how good it is that I'm 
I got the blog. I'm doing the podcast. I'm talking about mental health and stuff like that. Talk about how great it is and, and stuff like that. And even and and just beyond that, just in the past, past experiences that I have. They will claim that they're interested in you or they support you in some degree. But when they try to holler at you and you turn them down, then that whole support and stuff has gone out the window. It's a lot of spoiled and entitled women out here. <laughs> if you don't give them exactly what they want, they're gone. And that's confusing because if you say you support somebody or you're interested in somebody, the moment that you don't get exactly what you want, you're gone. That's some spoiled shit right there. <laughs> so I've seen plenty of women from my experience and from other men's ex black men's experience where if you don't give them exactly what they want how they want it when they want it then there, there's a problem and that speaks to the toxic nature of the um what's the phrase the toxic nature of the whole uh, I can't think of it. I'm going to just move on. I ain't even going to try to think. I ain't even going to try to think. <laughs> Let me just play. <laughs> but, yeah, there's a lot of spoiled and entitled women out here that just feel as though that a man should give them what they want when they want it. And and I've talked about this, in, and it's been talked about plenty of times before on the You and You podcast about how if – a woman is not happy, then the relationship is fucked up. The man could be on cloud nine right now, not doing nothing wrong, you know, taking care of his business, going to work, doing what he got to do, paying the bills or whatever. But if any instance of the woman having an issue or a problem in the relationship, then the whole relationship is fucked up and got a problem with it. Oh, you can't tell me by law what I can say, mm -hmm. right? They're telling him the same thing. Like, you can't say that. Shoot. <clears throat> I don't want no scrub. A scrub is a guy Ooh. that can't get no love for me. Hanging out the passenger side of his best friend's ride, trying to holler at me. <laughs> Women have no problem telling me at what all. they don't want. At Matter all. of fact, they can become rich saying it. <laughs> at all. And mm. if I just happen to say, ma'am, and I was wrong, she actually weighed more than Emmett Smith or Barry Sanders. <laughs> I mean, and see, the thing is, let's flip it up. Women have no problem telling men under five foot seven. I don't want no short I don't dude. Wanna, I don't want yeah. a short dude. I don't want a short dude. I mean, think about on my show that women call into my show voluntarily. Mm. They know what it is and they're calling in saying, regardless mm. of their situation, I want a man who's making the kind of money to be able to provide for a family of two or three or better. I don't want to have to work to pay significant bills. Mm. And regardless as to how I come to the table, that's what I want. And I ask, why can't you just get an average regular guy? All the time. And how often do these women laugh? They, See, we have time. no problem when women are laughing at half the male population That's or true. more. That's true. But when a man just happens to say, you know what, ma'am? Objectively, you weigh more than a man at your height. But, li but listen to this, though. Now and that, that, that proves my whole point right there. I didn't even know that was going to happen. But 
it's always a situation where the woman wants the man to come to the relationship whole. You you see all these memes and these these scenes and stuff on social media talking about I ain't trying to take care of no man. I ain't trying to mother no man. I ain't trying baby no man. As if the woman is coming to the relationship having it all the fuck together. Ma'am, you don't have it all together. Nobody has it all together. We all have struggles. We all have challenges. We all have deficiencies. We all have flaws. No, you want a man to come whole because your ass is insecure. You have insecurities. You've experienced some sort of emotional or mental trauma that you haven't healed from yet. You're holding on to that emotional and mental trauma, and it's become toxic. Again, Kevin already said that he's coming from that corporate side. Mm -hmm. We have this conversation all the time. What's happening now, at, at currently in entertainment, the women in the... Let me, yeah, I'll play this. I'll play this. Let me play it. One's this kicking ass out here. No, not just entertainment. The, the, the same way corporate that, that, America. He, that he just spoke about, uh, the professor that's getting it on Patreon. The women have a lot of outlets okay. to where, yeah, now we're reversing this. Okay, so now. It's me with the bag. No longer do I have to rely on you, adhere to your rules, your thinking, your demands. And that's why it's up. And that's where all these phrases are coming from. City girl summer. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Uh, Hot girl summer. Shit? Hot wait, wait, wait. Girl summer. Yeah. So with right? that being said. All that shit, that hot girl summer and all that other shit is, is just rebellion against men. It's rebellion against men. It's acting out because you're not getting your way. Let's be fucking real. Let's be fucking real. Women are killing. Especially, yeah. like, kudos to black women. They're killing corporate it. America. They're killing all these entrepreneurial yeah. ventures. They're doing all these amazing things. Right? I mm -hmm. disagree. The numbers say different. From from past, I say different. I say, okay, oh. I disagree. Okay, we, that's the marketing. Mm -hmm. The numbers say different. Um, we we've heard the marketing. This is what they market to you. The black women, you're the most educated. We've heard that, right? I won't say that, but we've heard that. We've heard black women are more most educated. You're the most enrolled. See, we we play slick and loose when we start. Let me say something. Set the table. A man's past or a woman's past or her story is used to mythologize. A man's past or his story is typically used to demonize. To a demonize. black man past or his story is typically used to villainize you. Yeah. So we can say women are doing this, women are doing that. They kill. Okay, then let's take that. Women are killing it. I accept your premise. They're killing it. They're out here entrepreneurs. They're business people. They're moving and shaking. City girls, summer, blah, blah. Why are one for you on some sort of psych man? Why are why is the weight of the typical woman up, and why are more women today the most free, the most liberated, the most educated, the more anything else, the least happy of any woman has ever existed? I can I, I can't speak to their their, I can't, their I happiness because they're not because because the things that typically make women happy are relationships. Indeed. They've calibrated they're the they're the social of the two, and many women. And I've talked about this plenty of times before. From the moment that a woman was born, you have been programmed to believe that all you need to do is 
being in a relationship, marry, 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 marry that prince, that prince charming. This shit is all marketing and programming. Everything about our lives is programmed. When they talk about the matrix, that shit is real. And have all the things that on paper are supposed to make you happy, but they don't have the relationship or the family. And that is where this is all falling apart. I mean, you got to think about it. If I was not saying something to make sense, why do I have anywhere from 20 to 30,000 people watching consistently, even with the women being so angry? Because and that's what I'm talking about. There wouldn't be no Kevin Samuels if what he was saying didn't hold any weight, if it didn't have any truth, or you wasn't seeking some sort of validation from him or from the things that he was saying. what they're recognizing is something is missing. When I used to have my MIT, my men in training seminars, I would say, guys, the first thing I would do is take them to a city overlooking downtown. I'd say, gentlemen, life happens out there. Number two words, life is about people. Life is about relationships. And one thing this coronavirus pandemic showed to... Boom. What I always say, everything is about relationships. Everything is about relationships. The relationship with yourself, relationship with people, the relationships you have with other people is a mirror of the relationship that you have with yourself. The things that you need to work on, the things you need to heal from, the traumas you have experienced. I just had a therapy session with my therapist. I have a black male therapist. Man, I got heated in that therapy session that I just had. This was Thursday. I got heated. It wasn't nothing he did. It was because of all the shit that I've gone through in my life that I was trying to project onto him. I got mad at him for something that I felt as though that he was doing to me based off of the thought pattern that I've created in my head based off of the traumas that I've gone through in my life. Women in general... Unfortunately, black women in particular is when you shut the world down, you shut it down. You could not go to work. Many women had to look to the left, to the right, to the front and back. And there was nobody there. No husband, no kids, no family, no network. And what I say in season two of the Taste and Consider podcast, that the coronavirus was going to make people sit their ass down and have to deal with shit that they ain't been dealing with or they didn't think that they had to deal with. Everybody, man and woman. They're just sitting there. And that gave them a glimpse into the a glimpse into their possible future. All things being equal, if you keep living the way you're living, this is what it's going to end up being. And it panicked people for the first time because it took an act of God to actually start. The Why do you think the divorce rate went up during the quarantine? Because people had to sit in the damn house with their spouse and figure out that this shit ain't working. This ain't what I want. This ain't good for me. What the hell we been doing all the time? Why am I just figuring out? Because your ass ain't been spending time with your spouse. You ain't had to be in closed quarters with them. You had distractions. You were making distractions. You were running the streets. You was going to happy hours. You was going to brunches. 
You was working too much. You was in school. You was trying to get another degree. This conversation. That's when my podcast started picking up because for the first time, men and women were at home. Men have always known this. Let me tell you, just not to interrupt. Can I get some applause? As, as someone, as, well, <laughs> I no, need some applause. As, as someone whose podcast was rocking before the pandemic, boy, was I mad. Let me move on. All right, this this the last clip from this episode. I might res on the part two. I think I I might I might do some more of this episode. Uh, twenty six forty five mark. I'll start right here. Twenty six thirty eight. Help for many other things is valuable. That's why this show is kind of picked up. Now, who are the women that typically are upset? One, the women who typically know they're not trying to be anywhere other than a partner. The word submission is a curse word. The 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 word it's all these newfangled things. Um, Let me pause it. I gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> Hold on. All right, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Sorry about that. Commercial break. Um, the women who tend to be making more than the average woman who actually thinks being with a man um, limits her versus uh, frees her up. I'm like, all right. And the net net of it, I ask all women. Even your, even women who say don't like me, are they coming into interactions with men in good faith? Let me let me start for a minute because I was just thinking about something. Like honestly, it's a lot of black men out here, just based off of my experience, that really want a healthy relationship. They really do, but they don't feel as though that they have a safe space in that relationship. They don't. And I'm not saying that it's right for them to go outside of the relationship or anything like that. And I've spoken on this before, but just being realist, on both sides, people go outside the relationship because they're not getting something that they want. Because they, they aren't communicating it or they're communicating it and their spouse isn't listening. But there really are a lot of black men out here that want healthy relationships and want that ideal family picture-perfect look. They really do. Or they're already coming in thinking that something's going to go wrong. Or they're coming in with fear. Let me rewind that, because this is a very important part, and I've spoken on it before. Are up. I'm like, all right. And the net net of it, I ask all women, even your even women who say don't like me, are they coming into interactions with men in good faith? Or is they already coming in thinking that something's gonna go wrong? Or are they coming in with fear and scarcity and lack in their mentality? And that's the most important aspect of everything about this topic and this episode period. The narrative has been pushed upon women to think negatively about relationships. If they have experienced some sort of trauma or emotional stress or anything, mental stress, emotional stress, mental stress in a relationship is understandable. But there's plenty of women out here that haven't experienced anything but... It was projected upon them. It was programmed into them. It was ingrained into them to always think negatively about a black man and what he's going to do in a relationship.
This is the most important thing, I believe. A lot of women come into relationships, as Kevin Samuel said, in bad faith. They don't, they they just start out totally negative and skeptical about everything that this man does. And this is what I'm talking about with women women wanting a man coming to a relationship, being whole and all this other stuff like that. You're not even doing that. You're not it'll be different if you come into a relationship and you have these issues, but you're in therapy. You're working through it, you're healing through it, you you know you're you're growing from it. But you're not doing that. You're coming in with this nasty ass attitude, this nasty ass thought pattern, this negative thought pattern that was put upon you from a mother or grandmother or one of those toxic, the positive positivity, positive toxic, <laughs> whatever I call them, um, influences on social media. It's women out here that have been hurt that are playing you just like the men that are simping to get into your drawers or to make some money off of you. This is a marketing strategy. Is there any hope when you deal with a man or is it always, I want a man who's this, 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 this whole laundry list of stuff to where he's having to deal with issues, traumas, things that you've not resolved in your past and you take that to the next man and you say, all right, then what is he going to get in exchange for that? Me. See, I just think that everything he just said is applicable to both. Yeah, it is. I agree. It is. Definitely applicable to both. Definitely. Not disputing that. Definitely applicable because there's plenty of guys out here that were going on a relationship looking at it as though... You talking about women exhaling, men exhale too. What the fuck am I going to have to deal with with this shit? Why am I having to deal with some shit some other nigga do? Or some shit that your friend's putting in your head or something? That's all. I'm I'm totally with Definitely. Like, listen, a lot of my favorite restaurants, they they didn't make it out the pandemic. (laughs) What the fuck is he talking about? But just just even on on another level, when you think about... All this stuff can be considered black feminism, taking 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 control over your lives, you know, getting your degrees, getting these higher paid salaries, getting the showing your worth, your value to society and stuff. This shit, that black feminism shit is rooted in some. Bad, bad. Juju coming from the white community. I said I wasn't going to talk no blackity black, but let's get into it. Black feminism, most of it is rooted in white feminism. You got to look at white feminism. And just thinking about the uh, when I did the episode Dem, when I talked about the Amazon Prime show Dem. Perfect example. Back in the day when white women were at home and their husbands were off at work and they were housewives and stuff like that. They were fine. Black people start moving into their neighborhoods. They start seeing black men running down households, making money, 
buying homes, cars, and stuff. White women wasn't getting mad because they wanted to be equal to the white man. They were fine being at home. White feminism came because of the black man moving into their neighborhoods. The black men having more privileges, having better lives, having more options, more opportunities than they had. They were seeing black women in their neighborhoods living the same lives as they did. That's where white, white feminism is rooted from. And they played black women into that same loophole into competing with black men, emasculating black men. making black men look less than. All of this is by design. Willie Lynch syndrome, white feminism. You talk about the Eurocentric ideals. Fuck the, the scale. We fucking up our community with these Eurocentric ideals of feminism and this Willie Lynch syndrome. But let me go on. They, they make a lot of my a lot of my homies and what they did. I was blessed that I was in a field where we were we were thriving. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. but yeah, they was people was fucked up out there. Like, so right. I saw panic in the street. Yeah. I heard panic. All right. I'm going to let go of this and come back to it next episode. I got another clip that speaks to a little of all of this and. This clip is from, I always mess up her name, and I just hate that I do, Shaharazad Ali. I think that was right. I think I nailed it. I think I got that joke right. <laughs> um, Shaharazad Ali, she wrote a book. Um, let me get the title of the book. I remembered it earlier, but then I didn't remember it. Um, let me pull it up so I can get the right name of it what's her book title because um, uh, it was very controversial the black uh the black man's guide to understanding the black woman very controversial book um and i got a clip that i'll uh finish this episode well i got two clips of hers i'll I'll um, play this clip, talk on it a little bit, and then I'll preview the next clip for part two of this episode. And and once again, we we all have toxic tendencies, but it all comes down to admitting our toxic traits if we are self-aware enough to understand what they are. Because... We can't heal if you don't know what, what your toxic traits are. You have to be acknowledge them. You have to accept them in order to be able to move forward. Because if you don't, you're just going to be sitting in victim mode forever. But let me play this clip. 
now uh, the man's role would be to uh, protect and provide. Now, when we say provide, that don't mean buy you every kind of weave you want that costs eight or nine hundred dollars. It don't mean buy you every kind of Gucci and Fendi and Louis Vuitton. That ain't what provide me. He's going to provide direction and guidance, love, affection, discipline for our children, and help with all of those kind of things. Provide ideas. See, one of our problems as black women is that we ain't got nothing to do. You know, other than work for white people, we don't have too much to do. You know, I go to the church, and many of us treat the people at the church and the minister like we should be treating our man at home. So, you know, we have it all mixed up. So those are some of the things that the man needs to do. He needs to not let women let us get away with things because the moment we get away with sneaking a line, oh, we really open it up and do that a lot more because we think we've got him tricked. Mm. And that's one of the reasons that so many black women were angry with me for putting out the black man's guide to understand the black woman. Because mm -hmm. our man needed a heads up. And even with that, it's hard for them. But they just mm. have certain information they don't have about us that keeps them confused and makes them reject us and go to someplace else. He's outside looking for peace of mind. Yeah, because mm -hmm. we're not that familiar with peace. We're just familiar with getting dressed up and putting on eyelashes and, you know, maybe even going to school. More of us are graduating from college. More of us are getting PhDs. You know, we got good credit cards. We got a whole lot of things, cause, but it hasn't made us happy. <laughs> I mean, I, I ain't even going to say nothing else. I mean, that's pretty much everything that has been talked about already on the podcast. Like, a lot of stuff is distractions and, and just bullshit instead of dealing with stuff that we got to. I mean, I don't know what else to say. But um let me preview this clip that I will so play. Why is on it the so next. Hard? I'm sorry. Let me preview this clip that I was gonna that I'm gonna uh do on the next episode. But why is it so hard for our sisters to go out of their way to please their man? Well, I think uh, whenever I hear a sister say that uh, she don't like men, including the our gay sisters, when they say, I can't stand men, I don't want no man, I'm tired of them, I'm moving on, and a lot of things, then they really haven't had a man because there's nothing more satisfying than being able to please your man in the home. And I'll leave it there. I'll come back next episode, part two of trigger warning this was part one so as i do on each episode i end it with a song and like i said it's a lot of spoiled and entitlement out here and it's not just one-sided definitely not one-sided but speaking to the episode it's a lot of spoiled and entitled women out here yes it is and as i say if it triggers you it holds some weight it's true something. I mean, it is what it is. I get triggered all the time. I got triggered just a couple of days ago in my therapy session, and I had to check myself. The The therapist didn't even check me. I had to check myself because I knew I was tripping. But since I was already in the lucky day mood, I'll continue there. And uh, let me find that song that um, I was going to play. So check out the new blog post, I Am an Entrepreneur, on 
greatestiamblog.com, Instagram, greatest.i.am.blog. Also, men's and women's therapy and heal t-shirts are on a taste to consider.com. You can find the podcast on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, on Instagram, a taste to consider podcast. And I will end it with this song. Please like, share, subscribe, download, purchase, all that. I mean, I already told y'all I'm shadow banned. Help a brother out, man. Damn. I'm going to end this episode with Lucky Day featuring Babyface called Shoulda. Hey, I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. Seriously. Keep me going. Said you want a romance Well, I gave you a lot Said you wanted mountains Yeah, I put you on top You could ever take my heart But you, you got it on lock I'm fucked up, baby So fucked up, girl I believed your lies Thought your heart was true Where was your heart last night When I needed you I should've brought ass home last night. Should've been with me, baby. Holding me tight. So don't be mad if your man isn't home tonight. You should've brought that ass home last night. So you wanna do this? Let's take it from the top, top, top. Thought a nigga could trust you. Obviously not, not, not Yeah, you go changing stories But baby, just stop I'm fucked up, baby yeah. I'm fucked up, girl I believe your lies Thought your heart was true Where was your heart last night When I needed you Love should've Take a second to the podcast As home last night You should've been with me, baby so don't be mad if your man isn't home tonight. You should've brought that ass home to me last night. Oh, break it down. 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 To the podcast, I'm your host, Dirk Silver. That's silver, not silver. The taste of a taste to consider podcast. 
I look forward to getting your DMs, <laughs> to hearing from you about this episode and continuing part two. Next episode, A Taste to Consider podcast. I'm out.